Welcome to Benny's Grab Bag Podcast. Today's episode is a story. Specifically, it's a Bible story. And it's one that everybody knows for the most part. Um, But it's told from a different perspective. A couple things. Number one, I wonder what it might be like if Jesus, instead of coming to earth 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, came to earth today, to America. And also, I wonder what it might be like sometimes from other people's perspectives in some of the stories about Jesus in the Bible. Um, One of those being Lazarus. Lazarus was dead for a couple days in a tomb. Jesus brought him back to life. There is actually a uh, pretty funny and interesting thing that I heard that is not in the Bible, but it is interesting. And so I want to share it because I thought it was cool. said that Jesus had to say, Lazarus, come out, because if Jesus just said, come out, then everyone who was buried would have come out of the tomb. And I thought that was pretty funny. So again, that's not in the Bible. That is not gospel. That was just a funny thing that somebody said that I liked. Um, So anyway, what would it be like from Lazarus's perspective? And if it was today instead of a couple thousand years ago. So these are just my thoughts. All right, enjoy. My name is Lazarus. My story is short, but it's important. It starts with my doctor entering my room with that expression. Have you ever seen that expression? It's the one that your doctor wears when he is about to shatter your world. The expression that makes your blood run cold and your insides knot up before he even says a word. I hate that expression. Don't get me wrong, the doctor was kind. He was very kind. He was a good doctor. His tone was quiet, somber. He's a good guy. I spent a lot of time in his presence over the preceding days. And beneath his professional demeanor, this time, there was something else. I believe that he truly cared about me as a person, not just some other patient. And that's the best kind of doctor you can have, I think. This time, though, that caring that was underneath his professionalism, it had a more specific name. It was pity. There was nothing more that could be done. My time on this earth was coming to a close, and modern medicine was out of its depth. For all of the advances that we've made as a species, death remains the unconquerable foe, the certain end. My sisters were in the room with me. Their incessant bickering stopped. They prepared together to greet what was coming. Mary, my encourager, comforting, sweet. She smiled bravely at me as the doctor said out loud the words that we didn't want to hear. There's nothing he could do. Whatever was making me sick, it was without mercy. I would be dead within a day, maybe two. And there's Martha, my anchor, stern and businesslike as always. She uh, she wouldn't have it. She pursued the doctor into the hallway. I remember smiling as I heard her fierce whispers. And even though I couldn't make out the words, I had heard that tone of voice enough growing up that I just felt sorry for the doctor. Mary sat on the edge of my bed. She held my hand in both of hers. She tried to hide her tears with her long hair. Moments later, Martha re-entered the room, her don't-test-me face still firmly in place. She told me that she had been texting one of the teacher's students. 
and told them of my situation. Everything's going to be fine, Laz, Martha said. He'll come and you will be fine. You know he can't. You're going to be fine. And, and I believed her. The teacher was close to our family. We were all friends. We saw the things that he could do. We knew the rumors about who he must be. He would come and I would live. It's what he did. I know it sounds crazy, believe me. My sisters and I, we've heard of faith healers. Those guys on TV, you know, the ones who perform amazing miracles, unexplainable by science, but maybe explainable by a little bit of smoke and mirrors and crowd psychology. None of us are fools. Mary's a little quicker to believe, perhaps, but Martha would never put her faith into someone who is unproven. It just isn't her nature. And here's the thing. The teacher, he has proven himself to be genuine. He's the real thing. He has healed so many, and he has done so much. I, I can't even begin to tell you the stories that I've heard. He would come, and I would be fine. I smiled as I fell asleep. Fast forward two days. He hadn't come. Mary cried herself out. No more tears. Now she just sat with me, holding my hand while we waited. Martha, her strain was apparent, even though she was hiding it from us. But I knew, I knew hope was lost when she finally broke down and sobbed. And that's the last thing I remember. I wish I could tell you that I experienced a bright light or that I heard the voice of God or, or the angels came and flew me to my rest, but I can't. I, I just don't remember. All I remember is Martha crying. And then, and then I heard a familiar voice say, Lazarus, come out. My eyes opened, but why were they closed? I didn't remember falling asleep. Where was I? I was cold. And even though my eyes were open, it was completely dark. I felt, well, what felt like it was, it was like cold steel beneath me. And when I lifted my arms, they banged into a steel ceiling. Claustrophobia began to set in, but I felt warm air around my feet. Not everything was dark. Looking down, I saw a sterile looking room filled with familiar faces and him, the teacher. Jesus had come. I pushed against the wall behind me to slide off the counter, and I discovered it wasn't a counter, it was a sliding shelf. And sitting up, I looked around and realized I was in a morgue. Good grief, a morgue. I wasn't sick, I was dead. I looked around, I was bewildered, and I saw faces, faces that, that spoke volumes. I saw shock, and I saw joy, and I saw elation and happiness. And then the teacher said something quietly. And my sisters, Mary and Martha, they approached me and they helped me down off the morgue drawer. They told me that when he arrived, I had been dead for four days and preparations were being made for my interment at Brookside Cemetery. My story is short, but it's important. My story is just this. I know Jesus and I was dead, but now, I'm alive. Well, there you have it. The story of Lazarus 
reimagined for today. If you like it, give it a thumbs up, hit subscribe, hit follow, leave a comment, share it with somebody, share it with somebody who needs hope because hope is good, hope is healthy. Until next time, this is Benjamin J. Nichols. Peace, love, and a very little bit of cauliflower because I know it's good for you even though I absolutely loathe the way it smells. It's not so bad raw though, a little bit of Italian dressing. Okay, bye.